RexMuscle.com brings you Quantum Physiques, building strength and power for your mind, your body, and your spirit. Alternative medicine, muscle growth, mood enhancement, motivation, putting your mind at ease, harnessing your maximum potential. Quantum Physiques, here's your host, Brian Cunningham. And welcome to another episode of Quantum Physiques, where we strive to build strength and power for mind, body, and spirit. I'm your host, Brian Cunningham, joining you every Wednesday here on RxMuscle.com, of course. And we are going to tell you the top five slogans that you can use to change your life for 2012. That's coming up in pretty soon is the top five slogans for 2012 that you can use to have an incredible life. I just wanted to uh, take some time to review the past year. It's been a pretty amazing year, actually. Uh, Jeff and I, Jeff the producer, of course, who does so much behind the scenes here. We owe him, of course, uh, a lot of gratitude. Uh, just how much this show has been a success and how many incredible guests we've had on over the past, uh, I think it's been five months maybe or so. If our listeners were able to take notes on every single show we did, you'd have enough information to write a book on all kinds of topics. I mean, we really went into every aspect of mind, body, and and spirit from both a uh, scientific perspective into quantum uh, physics, of course. And as our last guest uh, really did a great job of combining it with the Eastern philosophies and and how much there are, is a multidimensional reality here that we all exist in and how we can kind of tap into that to make our lives and our experience down here in this brief 70-year lifespan we have, or 72 years, uh, all that more enjoyable, of course. Because after all, we're not really down here just for what we think we're down here for. We're not just following the program of our DNA and down here to uh, build big muscles, you know, to peacock around, get a female, get a job, bang out two kids and then pay our taxes and die. It's just not what it is, even though our program and society's program has us thinking that we're like that, like sheep in a corral, basically, and, uh, you know, tinkering the carrots in front of us. Uh, We all know there's so much more down here to enjoy. And of course, the whole just of that is that when you realize it's all just an illusion or a story or a fantasy or a dream or whatever you want to call it, then of course you can step up and actually rewrite the story or the dream of your life. You can actually, as you know, people do in all these movies like Inception and The Matrix that Jeff and I were talking about, you can actually be the author of your life and really control and do so much. So with that said, you know, there's a lot of controversy, of course, about the future. So before we get to uh, you know, acknowledging our guests from, from this past year. Next year looks like a really crazy year as far as uh, just the amount of different various factors that are coming together, like like runaway trains, really. Three or four different runaway trains coming to the same intersection. And uh, as Howard Bloom so uh, apropos described, it could be a great year, a year of amazing transformation and a year to be uh, hopeful that things will get better. But of course, in, in the short term, there could be an awful lot of, uh, of pain and suffering as we go through these shifts. Uh, one of the guests that we are working on getting, actually, Michio Kaku, another theoretical physicist, uh, Jeff was just telling me, was uh, discussing solar flares and how the potential for them to wreak havoc on society uh, next year could actually be very uh, real. That solar flares, when the sun releases these enormous bursts of energy, they can actually destroy our infrastructure, especially here in the U.S. We are very vulnerable. Um, Our entire grid is very vulnerable to being taken down by a very potent solar flare. And uh, apparently this science is gaining more credibility that these things really are uh, potentially dangerous. They actually could destroy uh, a lot of society's uh, infrastructure. 
So with that, of course, and then the uh, the three E's, the economy, the environment, and energy, um, you have the economy here. No one knows what's going to happen with that. And I've said since day one that everybody should have a plan B, of course, uh, should be buying some gold and silver, uh, maybe storing some food. You, you never know. Your friends will laugh at you. And, you know, if worse comes to worse, you're going to have six months of food stored up. Big deal. You know what? You can always give it away to the Salvation Army if everything works out. But... God forbid things do fall apart and there is uh, some type of a, you know, a short-term or long-term collapse. It's going to be nice to have uh, you know, some gold and silver and some food that you can uh, get by on. I would encourage people even to consider uh, looking at uh, you know, getting a share in a, in a farm or something as well or having access to a local food supply because you never know when uh, you know, the shit hits the fan. If it ever does, it's going to be really good to have uh, you know, a plan B that can really back you up. So with the economy, uh, we also have um, the environment. Of course, not just solar flares, but uh, global warming, uh, ozone depletion, all kinds of issues going on there. And, uh, you know, mass extinction as well. We lose, uh, I forgot how many it was, just thousands of species every year due to mass extinction. And uh, when you realize that, you know, the biodiversity on the planet really is, in a sense, the wealth. I mean, genetic diversity is is the richness that gives an ecosystem resilience. Uh, the the quick rate at which we are extinguishing species uh, is really depleting our, our wealth, in a sense. Not only is the economy depleting our wealth, um, and the government, of course, too, but the environment by our, our mass extinction here is also going to cause lots of problems, and uh, you know that may come to a head. Of course, the uh, third E that is worth noting is energy. Uh, there's definitely a lot of um, people out there talking about the fact that the era of cheap oil has come to an end, that there is no more uh, cheaply extractable oil. There still is oil on the ground, and it can be extracted, but the costs to get that oil out are becoming very expensive. And so with that, um, you know, it, the burden on society, on the economy, on the environment, of course, too, is going to become more and more demanding. And uh, these three E's coming together, according to a lot of experts, next year, actually going to be the, um, you know, the kickoff of all this stuff really coming to a head, seems like it's going to be quite an exciting year. You know, another thing, too, that I, I saw on TV recently that was really interesting, that kind of blends in with all this mystery and, and you know, WTF is this life all about. There was a show on um, ancient aliens or something like that. Uh, a few of my friends watch it actually and, uh, you know, they asked us to check it out and it's pretty amazing. Some of these things science cannot answer. Like, for example, on Easter Island, there are these stone carvings, some of which weigh as much as 70 tons. Now, these are incredibly heavy stones and they have no, science has, scientists have no idea how they got there. And, uh, you know, people have gone out, scientists have gone out and actually studied the local indigenous peoples there and, um, you know, discerned their language. And uh, what they describe is that uh, based on the oral tradition, the, the stories that were handed down from the ancestors, that these stones were moved by something that they call, I forgot what they called it exactly. It was like mana, which means in their language, um, they were moved, uh, they flew there in a sense. They were moved without any type of physical force. It was an energy field that actually moved these uh, stones. 
And again, you know, there's definitely something going on there. I mean, uh, who, who can explain it? But, uh, you know, with the Mayan calendar and, of course, all these different cultures, both the Mayans and the Egyptians and uh, the carvings around the island on Easter Island, all pointing to, um, you know, men with wings or, or beings or deities that uh, came down from the sky uh, and very similar types of descriptions. Uh, it does make one, one wonder you know, what's going on and uh, is there anything really going to, um, you know, come through all this? I mean, there's even seems like there's more and more UFO sightings. I had uh, a few of my teachers in the past have, have told me in confidence about experiences they've had uh, with some type of contact, if you want to call it, maybe not, you know, uh, communication, but definitely seeing things even over New York City, for example. And this was even in the New York Times, Um that it does make one wonder uh, what exactly is going on. Crop circles are another thing there that, that really the mainstream media has tried to, uh, to keep on the down low and not let people know what's going on. But the intricate structure of these crop circles, uh, the, the real ones, of course there are hoaxes out there, but the hoaxes uh, have been debunked by, uh, by science. You can see that the the nature of the actual, um, I guess, plants that are grown, they've been broken as if somebody was stepping on them. But in the legitimate crop circles, the plants have been bent, but they're actually still viable. They're still growing. There's been no damage to the actual plant itself. And uh, the intricate structures that have been, um, they're mathematically actually, mathematically sound, and they, they're communicating a language in these, uh, in these structures that seems to be, um, you know, some type of communication. Uh, I heard one uh, scientist, after spending many years studying these things, Say that these crop circles may be the uh, the collective consciousness of the earth. In a sense, just as uh, Google and Yahoo are focal points of the internet, which really doesn't even exist. I mean, the internet does exist, but yet it's just a stream of electrons flowing. If you think about it, it's kind of crazy. And yet there are these nodes, in a sense, right? The the collective consciousness of the internet um, can actually be, um, I guess, sourced by us by going to like Google, as an example, right? So. The scientists that one, one in particular said that crop circles also were uh, the collective consciousness, in a sense, of the earth. Because, of course, each one of us could also be a node or a, you know, a computer uh, on the Internet of, of, of the collective consciousness of the earth. And they were saying that it was a communication that uh, we are destroying the planet. So who knows? But it's definitely pretty interesting. And it looks like ever since 9-11, things are really accelerating. And 2012 really promises to be uh, one of those interesting years, I think, for all of us. So uh, with that said, I wanted just to take a, a moment and just thank all the guests that have been on the show in this past year. Uh, we've done a lot of really interesting shows. I mean, uh, just the topic of smoothies, for example, I've really, Jeff and I both have become experts at making amazing smoothies since we had that show. I think it was Jeff and I that actually hosted that one, talking about just how incredible it is to uh, you know, get your nutrition and get really intense Good quality raw food nutrition, enzyme rich nutrition by making smoothies for people that are really busy. It's an easy way to blend all kinds of, um, of things, even something as crazy as, uh, as curcumin, uh, which of course we did a whole show on that this, um, extract from turmeric has been, uh, really one of the fountains of youth. It's just like one of those miracle nutrients that has been shown to do so much. And, uh, as of course the active listeners on quantum physiques, uh, have said on the forum, that um, you know, by adding curcumin to their smoothies, it doesn't even taste that bad, and you're actually able to get you know heavy doses of this uh, in ways that were never imagined before. Really, typically we had to go to an Indian restaurant to get it, and uh, we realized that we don't have to do that now. We can actually get it by just 
adding a couple of teaspoons to our smoothies. Uh, some other things, of course, with that is uh, the fact that you can add all types of grains, uh, sprouts. Uh, you know, I, I put a lot of kale in mine, of course, to make it taste good. And uh, you know, you can pretty much use any kind of blender. Of course, those big power blenders do a better job of um, liquefying really fibrous type foods. So you may want to consider one of those. But in general, any blender could actually work. Um, we did a show on stress. Of course, stress is the number one health risk people face today. Um, stress leads to all types of, of negative coping mechanisms. I'm sure mo- most of us know about that between recreational and prescription drug use and abuse, alcohol, tobacco, um, you know, shopping too much, uh, working too much. Uh, you know, a lot of what we do here is mediated by the fact that in some way, shape or form, we're unhappy. We're really stressed out. And, uh, you know, of course, the, one of the easiest ways to deal with that is to start becoming aware of that. And, of course, the practice of meditation is one way to kind of tune into that. Of course, I've been a big proponent of um, making some time to, to sit and just focus on doing nothing. Because I find that by doing nothing, you actually can achieve everything. It really is that paradox that, again, Hollywood has captured so appropriately with movies like uh, The One or Hero. I forget which one it was, but uh, it's that one movie Jeff and I were big fans of that just uh, you know, showed how more and more, the less you do, the more you can achieve in life. Did a show on sleep, of course. Uh, sleep is the probably number one thing you can't live without, uh, even more than food and water. You can actually uh, die faster from lack of sleep, and so that's, of course, of critical importance. And it's one of the three pillars between diet and exercise that everyone focuses on for uh, you know achieving a, an amazing body. Uh, sleep really is the third and probably the most important pillar because you're not really going to function as well, and you're not really going to set up a healthy hormonal cascade in your body if you don't get adequate sleep. Uh, we did a show on water, of course, and the fact that you know it's better to have copious quantities of water. You're better off sipping it throughout the day rather than gulping down large quantities at once because your body will end up excreting a lot of it and you can still be dehydrated. And so uh, if you want to ever source the archives, there was a really interesting show done on water as well. Of course, one of the themes here on quantum physics is, is about muscle, of course, because still, whether it's Mental muscle, but um, you know, physical muscle still is a really important thing. Not just because it makes us look good. I mean, the show isn't about peacocking anymore, as we all realize that. But more because muscle really is a fountain of youth. It really is um, wealth. It's metabolic currency. You're talking like riches here beyond compare. I mean, people save money and they want to have good insurance plans so when they get sick, they can be taken care of which of course is a sick way to do it because here on Quantum Physiques, we build mental muscle where people realize, my gosh, you know what? An ounce of prevention is worth 16 pounds of cure and uh, muscle is one of those things that just does, does so much, of course. It really activates lymphatic flow. It helps to pump out all the toxins out of the body. Um, it stimulates, of course, healthy endocrine function. Um, it helps to help the mind shift brain chemistry in more positive ways, helps you to focus more. I mean, there's just so much that can be said about exercise and about, you know, building quality muscle without, of course, taking it to an extreme, um, which, of course, can be unhealthy. But uh, that's really one of the critical issues here is that healthy muscle uh, really is the fountain of youth and is a great way to, uh, to have a great life. Some of the guests we had on, uh, of course, 
Our resident expert, Dana Hauser, has been very generous with his time. He's been on the forums, contributing to all the threads, especially the ones that he's been a guest on, of course. And uh, he's done three shows, mostly focusing on uh, fat loss, of course, with thyroid function. Uh, we discussed there the issues of um, different nutrients like selenium and iodine and how they affect thyroid function, um, which types of cardio are best to accelerate fat loss, um, you know, what time and uh, is it better to, to exercise when you're fat or not. Dana's done some really good, uh, you know, given us some really good information on that. He's obviously been a big proponent of niacin and uh, has really turned me on to the fact that niacin is just one of these incredible nutrients that men in particular, but women also can really benefit from high doses. I mean, we're looking at between a thousand and two thousand milligrams a day, it seems even something to consider. Uh, also CoQ10. I never, I never knew before that CoQ10 can shift muscle fibers uh, into uh, the more fast twitch. So I believe Dana was saying how, especially in people that are over 35, as you get older, the uh, ability of CoQ10 or ubiquinol, which is a more bioavailable form of CoQ10 to help shift muscle fibers into uh, a fast twitch type uh, can be really beneficial. And you're looking at probably a minimum of 200 milligrams a day, but probably optimal between four and 600 milligrams a day of uh, ubiquinol or or CoQ10. And then of course, um, L-carnitine. Well, in particular, uh, he likes the salts of L-carnitine. L-carnitine L-tartrate, propionyl L-carnitine, maybe acetyl L-carnitine as well uh, for a whole host of functions, mostly uh, you know neuroendocrine, of course, affecting you know um, androgen receptors with L-carnitine L-tartrate, which is great, but also things like acetyl L-carnitine for uh, increasing nerve growth factor in the brain. Now, of course, nerve growth factor is really good for supporting healthy glandular function like the hypothalamus and the pituitary uh, nerve growth factor does help those um, glands to heal or to keep up healthy uh, amounts of the hormones that they release. And so that's something definitely worth looking into. Dana also helped us uh, understand testosterone and uh, you know the issues surrounding that and HRT and the epidemic, of course, of men, especially men over 40, that are experiencing lower levels due to a whole host of environmental toxins. Um, you know, of course, the most, uh, I guess, ubiquitous one being uh, xenoestrogens like bisphenol A, which uh, I, we just discussed recently on a show, actually. What was I saying? Uh, canned foods. People that consume canned foods have like 10 times the level of this xenoestrogen in their body, which uh, really has just such damaging effects on, on male uh, endocrine function. It's something really of concern, and we need to get him on a show really soon to uh, see what we can do to get these things out of our body, because I don't really even know how I can detox my body from xenobiotics like bisphenol A. And hopefully Dana will come on soon and give us uh, some information on that. He also went into, um, you know, over-the-counter supplements that can really help increase testosterone. And really, um, the only relevant one now that looks very promising is deaspartic acid. It's the one that has the most science behind it, it seems like. And of course, uh, with Dana's encouragement, uh, helped me to create a product based around deaspartic acid. Um, and if anybody wants a sample, I'd be more than glad to help you out with that. You can always go to the Quantum Physiques page on Facebook and just ask us for a free sample. It does have a uh, water-soluble form of deaspartic acid, which is uh, makes it more bioavailable. Both Dana and uh, Patrick Arnold have said that having uh, more solubility in your deaspartic acid definitely should increase bioavailability, bioavailability and results. 
So those are some great shows. Dr. Fred Bissey, of course, well, again, a big fan of smoothies as a way for people that are uh, you know on the go, don't have a lot of time to really you know jam down a lot of nutrients, nutrient dense foods. And uh, his two shows really just a living example of how you can be in your mid eighties and strong. Lifting weights still. I mean, there's a guy who was a, a, a champion powerlifter in the Navy and went on to do ultra marathons and marathons as well and, and fasted and, and espoused the benefits of intermittent fasting, which was really interesting. Um, something that all of us should be doing. I'm doing now myself a minimum of between 14 to 18 hours a day. And I think the body of science supporting that is, is really growing. It seems like it's pretty, um, it's pretty promising as far as the anti-inflammatory effects, um, the ability for the body to shift or partition its, um, its fat burning capacity without really losing muscle mass. Uh, it seems like intermittent fasting really does help with that as well. Um, so that's something to consider. And Fred Bishy, of course, was a big fan on that. And his two shows are well worth listening. Uh, who else was on here? Now, we had Tima Havas, of course, an emotional healer discussing cancer and her phenomenal track record with helping people to heal cancers because, of course, they were based on uh, unresolved emotional issues, which, of course, ties back into the whole mind-body connection. Uh, Dr. Z, again, somebody who really combined the best of natural uh, and uh, you know, alternative medicine with conventional medicine to, uh, to cure himself, to heal himself from cancer. And he, of course, became a big fan of understanding nutrition and diet as well. Um, and also, of course, of combining uh, different modalities like intravenous vitamin C. We had some great uh, form uh, response on that one. People didn't really believe it. And then once we listened to the show and we showed them some of the science behind it, they began to realize that intravenous vitamin C was a really effective way at, at treating uh, cancer. And the journals out there are showing, in particular, I think breast cancer, for one, responds really well to intravenous vitamin C. And I think even Jeff and I did a lot of uh, shows on vitamin C, always talking about how good it is to have between 500 and, uh, you know, 750, maybe even a thousand milligrams with each meal, if you can. Uh, you know, Dana Hauser is a big fan of that as well. Again, because eating itself is actually uh, challenging or toxic to the body, it does increase reactive oxygen species. Postprandial oxidative stress is called. Uh, actually, you do get an increase of, um, you know, free radicals by eating. And that's why taking supplements like vitamin C with food is a way to mitigate the damaging effects of eating, uh, you know, food or eating too much of it, especially if you're a bodybuilder and trying to jam down too much protein. You really want to make sure you're compensating for all the downstream effects by having adequate amounts of both fat and water soluble antioxidants. So let's take a quick break here on Quantum Physiques, and when we come back, we're going to do the top five slogans for 2012. I'm your host, Brian Cunningham. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Quantum Physiques, building strength and power for your mind, body, and spirit. Visit ExtremeFitNutrition.com, the newest and hottest supplement super site. We carry all the major brands, including Species, MHP, BPI, BSN, Optimal Nutrition, Gaspari, and many more. Low on cash? No problem. ExtremeFitNutrition.com offers competitive prices that our competitors can't beat. Now you can supplement your diet without having to supplement your bank account. Here's some of our specials. Buy $100 worth of Species products or metabolic nutrition and get a free t-shirt and bag. Buy two $200 worth of PSN products and receive a PSN t-shirt and shaker bottle. Remember, there's only one extreme. Visit ExtremeFitNutrition.com now. If you train hard, you need to recover hard. Training elevates cortisol, but so does stress and tension. 
Stress is the number one health risk you face today. And not only causes you to put on abdominal fat, but it's also one of the contributing factors in the top six causes of death, which includes heart disease and cancer. But now you can relieve that stress, rebuild, recover, and feel great with fast-acting Gabitrol. Gabitrol works quickly to help you improve relaxation and recovery, reduce cortisol, elevating stress, and reduce binge eating. Plus, Gabitrol will also help you to get that deep, restful sleep. Warriors are built, not born. And now you can build a better body with fast-acting Gabitrol. Recommended by New York Times number one best-selling author, Dr. John Gray. Gabitrol is available now at rxstress.com. Are you tired all day, not making the gains you like? Are you taking a long time to recuperate from your workouts? Then you may be suffering from sleep apnea and not even know it. Sleep apnea affects over 68% of athletes and it may be interfering with your performance. WinningEdgeSleep.com was developed by IFBB pro athlete Dr. Derling Castro to help athletes find out if they have this problem and how to fix it. WinningEdgeSleep.com because sleep is the most anabolic agent there is. WinningEdgeSleep.com. Visit them today. Hydrolyze Ultra, the leader in cellular hydration water. Hydrolyze Ultra water has been designed by shrinking and reshaping molecules to allow a faster and more sustained delivery into your cells. Our cellular water has gone through a magnetism and laser treatment process, along with adding electrolytes to our special ingredients. This allows all nutrients to be absorbed at a maximum cellular state. By using Hydrolyze Ultra, all nutrients, supplements, and carbohydrates you consume will be absorbed at a greater rate. Lactic acid gets flushed faster, and you'll feel fully hydrated. Get the advantage that top athletes have achieved. Try Hydrolyze Ultra today. Visit HydrolyzeUltra.com. That's HydrolyzeUltra.com. P28 High Protein Bread is the official bread of RX Muscle. Are you looking to incorporate more protein into your meals or just want to enjoy bread again? Then look no further. Try the 100% natural P28 High Protein Bread. P28 High Protein Bread is a formulated revolutionary breakthrough product. Packed with whey protein isolate, 14 grams of protein per slice, 12 grams of carbs, 8 essential amino acids, and made with 100% whole wheat. Fear bread no more. Build a better body with P28. Order today at highproteinbread.com. P28 is also now available at bodybuilding.com and many other retailers. Order now. Highproteinbread.com. P28 bread. RX Muscle approved. RxMuscle.com. Now you have a place to turn when you want the truth on bodybuilding, diet, and exercise, up to the minute news, and more. Visit the RxMuscle.com forums featuring celebrity Q and A's with IFBB professional athletes, top amateurs, and the brightest minds in the industry. Listen to our weekly radio shows, including Heavy Muscle Radio, Muscle Girls Inc., After Hours, and more. Contest coverage, videos, even our own social networking site, RxMuscle Place. Visit RxMuscle.com. Welcome back to Quantum Physiques here on RxMuscle.com. Uh, before we get to the top five slogans for 2012, I was just talking to uh, Jeff, the producer, uh, about some of the things I said, and he was just like in a frenzy. And uh, I managed to to beg, borrow, and steal and get his ass on the show because he had a really interesting story uh, that really relates to bodybuilders. He had many, of course, but he was he says his mind was racing so much. So with that said, because it's the last show of the year, I want to welcome back our lovely producer, Jeff, the producer. <laughs> What's up, Brian? And uh, Brian, Brian's being very nice right now because I was chewing his ear off and uh, I told him to hold on because I had to gather all my thoughts. So thanks, Brian. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, I, I always like talking to you on the show, as you know. Jeff, listen, I got to tell you, buddy, 
your voice is like uh, voice Viagra for half the list. All the male listeners right now are all Spartan boners because they're so happy to hear you. But people are always asking for you, buddy. So That's this is awesome. a good way to go out with a bang. We're going out with a bang yes. here in 2011 because we got JTP go. back on the air. But no, well, seriously. All right. Here's 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 yeah, but you know, Brian, this 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 is like the real thing. You you scared me about these solar flares in 2012, so I figured I might as well do this in 2011 because we're dead next year. So yeah, exactly. You never know <laughs> between the elections <laughs> and the economy and the solar right. flares. Who knows, man? So you may not get another chance to say all total listeners how much you love yeah. and, and care about them, buddy. So this is like exactly. this is your spot. So. Tell, right. tell, I mean, that, that, that story you mentioned about Arnold, I think is really great because it ties in with so much of the stuff we're talking about here. Yeah. All right. So, so, so you basically brought up the internet and how it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not real. It's, it's, it's basically a concept and it, it, it manifested itself in what we know as the internet today. And if you try to describe this to an older person, they're going to look at you like you're insane. And if you were the person who was one of the physicists who, um, wanted to conceptualize the internet and say, look, I'm going to build a global network that doesn't require uh, phones, it doesn't require uh, wires, it doesn't require anything except a digital handheld device where you can communicate with anyone at any part of the world on the planet, and it's going to be free. The people are going to look at you like you're an insane moron. Then you have to explain to them how you're going to get these digital signals across. And you said that these digital signals are basically blips and blops and weird noises and weird electrons. things. That, Actually, right, Jeff, electrons. Jeff, yeah. the whole internet, you know how much the whole internet weighs? If you were to weigh the whole internet, it weighs two ounces, buddy. That's it. It's pretty incredible. Wow. You see, and 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 right, and 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 like that's that's even more interesting because you know zeros and ones comprise everything that's that's uh, digital. You know, a circuit either yeah. on or off, and that concept, uh, you know, is 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 still in practice right now. It's just in practice on like a larger scale. You know, uh, you 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 know you work with bits, bytes, nibbles, whatever, and uh, you know these these like numbers become bigger and bigger, and yet the devices become smaller and faster. But that's neither here nor there. So trying to explain to someone that you're going to, you know, that this is how the internet works, people don't care. People don't care. They just want to know that it's used. But, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's like really funny. It's like, to me, the internet would have been an abstract concept in, let's say, 1930. Okay. And you would have been a, you know, a, a, a person, rightfully so, who said that this is science fiction. It's never going to happen. Well, you know, when you when you think about bodybuilders, okay, and you think about how bodybuilding was like perceived in the '60s and the '70s, and uh, when all these competitions started, you know, a lot of people saw it as strange. And what I was telling you, uh, you know, in, in uh, between break, is that uh, there's there's uh, there's a line in Pumping Iron where Arnold Schwarzenegger is giving an interview to someone who's basically asking him, you know, why why are you bodybuilding? Why do you do this? Uh, you know, uh, to to most people out there, it's it's very strange. And Arnold's and Arnold's response because he's because he's a genius in his own right. He goes, "To me, it's not any stranger than getting in a car <laughs> and trying to drive in a car in uh, sixty feet in like two seconds. Uh, this uh, for me is strange." So, you know, uh, trying to explain to someone this is how you go to the gym and this is how you get muscle is by, you know, you're going to have to devote the next two years of your life to training hard, to eating a certain way, to making sure that you're consistent, to making sure that you perform these sets and reps exactly in this fashion. And in two years from now, you will be uh, you will be completely changed if you are consistent in this. You can't tell anyone that, Brian, because the first thing that people ask me when I when they talk to me about uh, training is what? How much steroids do you take? And why, <laughs> yeah. did, and why do they say this? Because that's what's fed to them in the news. And yeah. what's fed to them in the news is exactly like that carrot 
that's dangling at the end of that freaking stick of yeah. that person who's riding the horse who has no idea where he's going. He just knows that he has to follow what this freaking stick has on the end of it. He needs to get that carrot. So now the carrot is steroids. Never mind the years that I put into it. Never mind the years that you've put into it. They don't want to hear that. They want to know what miracle drug is going to make it happen. I want the drug that's going to convince them to open up their mind and listen for a second. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. No, it's so true, buddy. Um, a great, great point. You know, it really is. So, Jeff, um, what else do you want to share as far as the year in review here? Uh, I mean, of course, I've co- covered some of the guests. I really haven't uh, gov- covered all of them. But, um, you know, do you have anything you want to share about some of the shows and things that really, uh, you know, that, that you can take home from it? Well, you know, I mean, each 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 person basically contributed so much that like it's really hard. You know, it's like you said, it's kind of like a book. Uh, I would I would I would have to go back and listen to every single show. But you know, uh, to me, the one that stood out the absolute most. And again, there's 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 no levels of who's better or who's worse. It's just sure. I I was bugging you throughout the entire interview of oh my god, this guy's amazing. Is Howard Bloom? Yeah, and Howard, uh, it's 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 something about the way that he connected with you when he was speaking to you. I felt like that uh, that like you and him were in this uh, synergy mode, and everything that he was saying was just getting straight through to you, and through you, it was being communicated to me and to everyone else listening. Um, the guy motivated me. I wanted to stop what I was doing and start <laughs> planning my life better. That's you know awesome, I mean? man. And, yeah, and, yeah. and and like I, I I just started to like let go of certain things that you know I thought really mattered. You know, uh, trying trying to impress someone for the for like the sake of impressing someone. I mean, you know, he's talking about Ario Speedwagon, and I had no idea that he was associated with Ario Speedwagon. I know Ario Speedwagon, and yeah. I had no idea that, that that like he basically took them from 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 you know having having this dream of being you know rock guys in like their own little town to like dominating the world and they they just didn't have anything to conquer so they just self-destructed i don't want to be the person who self-destructs i don't want to be the person who gets into the rocket ship and says well i have nowhere to go so let me take drugs while i'm like flying this plane so i can see the pretty <laughs> colors in the stars yeah and he he really made me stop and think like you know, they're all there always should be an upper you know, like an upper level that you're trying to reach so that there's that space in between that you're trying to strive for. Yeah, because the second goal. you think That's right. right. The second you think you're at the top, it's over. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the whole thing about evolving, of course, and I really do think that um, evolution seems like it's a fact. We see evolution happening um, on this planet. I think we evolve in our lives, of course, right, Jeff? If you push, uh, you really can evolve and become a better person. And, you, and your goals and what you aspire to can change as well. Because once you reach a goal, of course, then you get to see, is this what I really want? Am I really happy now? And if not, then you kind of can look and see what, what, you know, what got you there. And then you can go off to the next mountaintop or not. But either way, I think you're right that, that stepping up and and really trying to achieve those goals is a great way. It's almost like uh, one of my teachers says, you know, do what you love. And then if, when, you get, when you get it, you get to find out, is this really what I love? I'm really happy now. And if you're not, then it, it teaches you more about who you are as a person. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and you know, the, the, the evolution thing, you know, again, that, that like helps me to like visualize what I was trying to um, communicate here, which is, you know, you're right. Let's say you're climbing a mountain because the whole goal is to get to the top. When you're halfway up the mountain and then you just stop for a second and you look around and you notice the view, you're like, wait a minute, maybe, maybe I'm not supposed to get to the top of this mountain. Maybe I'm supposed to find a better way to help every other person climb all those other mountains. Maybe, maybe there's like something else there for me that's, that's like not waiting at the top, but like the top is just going to help me see, 
you know, my real ambition, my uh, real goal. It's like I'm sure a lot of people listening started out bodybuilding because they wanted to get on stage or they wanted to get a girl or like, you know, they wanted to get, you know, uh, some 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 kind of recognition from like the people around them. And again, Brian, how many times do we got to say it? It, it? it truly means nothing. It means yeah. absolutely nothing. Wow. Uh, Jeff, that's a great point because one of the things that I've always said is that um, the evolution, I think, of all of us as individuals is to go from me to we. And in a sense, you know, bodybuilding, when we start out, it's really about me. It's all about how I look and my insecurities and my issues. And then as you kind of go along, you start realizing, wow, you know, the less I focus on my shit and the more I kind of realize that everybody around me is also suffering and, and, and unhappy or, or that woman coming in the gym is really fat and depressed and diabetic and whatever. And maybe, you know, if I can just give her a smile and give her something, all of a sudden, you know, I'm not near as much self-absorbed and I feel much better than I could by having no matter how much muscle I build, actually. And so you're right. There's an evolution there, again, from, you know, becoming just like a, a computer in the internet to becoming more and more of the whole fucking internet yourself because really, you are not just a drop you are the ocean. You're not just a node in the biosphere of the internet, in a sense, or the global collective consciousness. You really are the entire thing. And so the more you can shift, I think, Jeff, like you said, from just being all about yourself to realizing that by helping other people, you actually get so much more out of life. Um, that's a pretty cool thing to, to experience, you know, it really is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, 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 and like it's funny because, you know, a lot of the times that I'll, <laughs> you know, let's say I'll go to a new gym, you know, w w whether it's because I moved or because, you know, the one the hardcore gym that I really liked, you know, has to close down because, you know, planet shitness <laughs> has to evolve and, uh, you know, not like allow guys like me to drop, you know, 80 pound dumbbells. Planet too loudly. shitness, I love that. That yeah, is even better yeah. than Whole Foods has been called Whole Paycheck, but I think planet shitness <laughs> is the better, better one, actually. Right, right. So, so, uh, you know, I, I, I recently joined a new gym. I, you know, I say, recently you know i've been there for about a year and uh you know my my whole mindset was that's it i'm gonna go into this gym i'm gonna train i'm not gonna talk to anyone and uh you know that's it of course a year later i know half the gym uh you know everyone's always talking to me asking me for advice uh you know telling me that uh you know they 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 want to like you know aspire to change their bodies and, and and they'll and they'll follow me into the abyss if i point them in a certain direction so i always make sure that i find out what 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 their goals are how they want to achieve it i'm like essentially their personal trainer without without being paid because it just feels good to to, to you know to like talk to these people on yeah. the other hand on the other hand and i know that you know this person cuz he's in your gym there's always that one guy who is the king of the gym. He's the king. He needs to walk in and you'll be, you'll be working out and all of a sudden you hear him in the background. He's shouting with his friends. He's making himself known. He is that type A personality. He is the lion of the gym that has to be acknowledged, respected. And then he sees you, the new member, the new member, and it's a challenge. What does this new member want? Does he want to overtake my gym? No, I don't want to overtake your gym. I just want to work out. So over over the course of the year, I had a couple of interactions with you know this this particular guy, and um, I, I I I just discovered that I'm going to allow him to be the king of the gym. I I, I will I will allow him to be to be the king of the gym because if that is what makes him happy, then I will gladly allow him to be the king. He he doesn't bother me when I'm working out anymore. I have to put a stop to that. But after I'm done working out, he can chat with me for 20 minutes in the locker room. He can tell me how great he looks. He can say, hey, why don't we do a pose down? He can tell me all these great things. Hey, look, I'll let him. He is the king of golds. I call him the king of golds, okay? Yeah. And it's okay. It's okay because I'm only in the gym for maybe an hour or two a day. 
and not that often, you know, yeah. you know, maybe, yeah. maybe every other day now. So it's, you know, it's okay to let go of my ego and say, you know what? I'll allow him to be the king. I'll allow him to be the lion. I will be the cub in the back that just wants to do my bicep curls. Yeah. Well, you know, you take that lesson actually and apply it into the workplace because, you know, for me, I could give a rat's ass who wants to be alpha, alpha monkey in the gym. But in the, in the more competitive where like the money is, is the bottom line in the workplaces where I'm really concerned about, you know, I guess what's called dominant deferent hierarchies. This is really what we live in is that we live in a hierarchical society and all males, as you know, Jeff, there's this concept of neuroplasticity where men are kind of vying to be top male because, you know, what happens, of course, is that as you succeed, your brain rewires and you get more into an alpha mode. That's why we were talking with Howard Bloom about how after a soccer game, after a football game, you can literally rewire your brain and become more alpha. And so that lesson there for me, buddy, is like, how can I apply that in the workplace? Because I'm all about having a more successful career. That's really the number one thing for me right now. And it's about, right. you know, being alpha isn't about trying to dominate people. Actually, a lot of times, as you and I both know, Jeff, as Dr. Mahoney said last time, like the, the whole idea of Kung Fu is that by letting go, by by su- supporting, uh, I guess, in a sense, the defeat, you actually become victorious, right? The whole th- idea about Lao Tzu in action, which is what Kung Fu really is, is that by not stepping up like the way Western man with big muscles and trying to use brute force, but by, by being soft and humble, you can actually achieve dominance over people without them even knowing it. That's amazing, <laughs> right? True yeah, mastery yeah. is people don't even realize that you're the master. That's the beautiful thing about it, I think. So your lesson there, I think, is great. It can be taken to a whole new level, I think, in other parts of life, you know? You're right. You're right. And, 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 and probably on a very subconscious level, listening to the show and like getting all these ideas and talking to you as often as I have lately uh, probably is what led me in that direction. Because I'm going to admit, if uh, this was last year and, and if this person you know, came into the gym the way, you know, the way, that, <laughs> the way that he did, I would, I would just avoid him and like block him out. But uh, I, I, I'm, I'm learning to embrace everyone because... You know, you never know where they are in their journey in life. You never know what it is that their experience is. And maybe, maybe the truth is, is that, you know, this guy wanted to talk to me, but maybe he was the one who was intimidated. Maybe, maybe he was the one who thought that I wanted to be the, you know, be the more dominant force in the gym. I only want to dominate the weights. <laughs> and after yeah. I'm done with that, I want to have friends. So yeah. if you want, yeah, you know, exactly. I, I, I embrace them as a friend. And, uh, you know, you're absolutely right. Uh, maybe, maybe that is the truth. Maybe, maybe the type A personality is, uh, you know, achieve through taking a step back and softening up and, and, and being humble. You know, Jeff's a big guy, of course. And so Jeff has a very foreboding physical presence. I mean, Jeff looks like he can really kick a lot of ass. He looks like, he looks like a like a Puerto Rican Irish Hulk in a sense, right? <laughs> looks you With those green eyes and, and that olive skin and the and those humongous muscles, you definitely are like a like a Hulk in action without the green skin, you know? And speaking of olive skin, olive's kind of greenish anyway, so your skin's kind of green anyway. <laughs> Oh, but boy. no, seriously, the one thing you asked me was like, you know, Brian, well, how, what would you do here? And I was like, buddy, here's how you can win any argument, man. When someone comes at you, whether it be physically or, or verbally, the first thing you want to do is like, what? I'm going to show you how, what an asshole you are and how you're so wrong. And I'm going to be right. I'm going to beat your ass, right? And I said to you, I said, hey, how about this, dude? Take a breath and say, you know, how can I make you happy? What can I do right now to help you? And, and I said to you, I said, what's going to happen is you're going to diffuse that person's energy because they're going to say, holy shit, this person is almost like, again, in Kung Fu or in fighting, when you go to push against somebody and they don't resist and they step to the side, that person goes flying on their ass. And so <laughs> right. verbally, I said to you, remember this, but I said to you, you can say, how can I help you? What can I do here to make the situation better? All of a sudden, you're not the enemy. And all of a sudden, the person's like, wow, what an idiot I am. Look how angry I, all of a sudden, the, the, right. the reflection goes back to that person. Look how angry I am. And I, they're not meeting 
they expect a resistance because the anger comes towards an adversary. If there's no adversary, the anger becomes back to them. And all of a sudden, they're like, wow, I'm the asshole here because this guy isn't my enemy. And all of a sudden, you win, Jeff, by in a sense by losing, right? By not entering into the arena of that particular level, right, that quantum of energy, you actually raise the energy to a whole new vibration, buddy. And I remember you were like, wow, that's pretty cool. I think it's a really good lesson, man, for all of us. And, and, and you know what? That's, that's probably what – that was probably the subconscious lesson that was dominating when I decided to make the decision with this person in the gym. I think that that's – that that was part of it. And, uh, you know, yeah. when, 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 you, when you come to that understanding, I mean, we're all human, man. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just started to think, you know, a little more deeper that maybe, you know, this, this other situation that, that you're talking about evolved because – uh, maybe this other person wasn't happy in their life and where they were. Maybe they thought that I was trying to stop them when, in fact, I'm just doing my job. And, uh, you know, you never know where where people are at. And you're you're absolutely right. Uh, and, you know, we always talk about movies and about TV shows. So uh, you actually brought up a scene that, that popped in my head from uh, Game of Thrones. And uh, I'm not going to reveal <laughs> too much of the plot here, but there was a situation where there were two forces and there were two heads of these forces. OK, and uh, an unexpected twist happened where one head was 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 caught. And um, when he was caught, he wasn't brought to the death. He was brought to the to the to the other leader. And the guy who was captured said to the other leader, he says, we can end this right now. You oh, versus me. Right. Yeah. You versus me. You pick your weapons. I pick my weapons. You release me and we fight to the death. Depending on who wins, that's that's going to be the person who wins this entire war. And that's then the right. guy looked at him. He he looked around. He considered he goes he, he goes, if we did it your way, you would win. We're not doing it your way. Yeah. So in a sense, even though he didn't win, he did win. Yes, exactly, exactly. And again, dude, this is the whole thing about how we said about UFC. So many times I see these big guy, big muscle head guys in the UFC, and they're training and everything, and it's the guy who's more of a, of a tactician, right? The guy who's more of, 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 of a mind master, right, that knows how to fight and knows how to kind of come in and out. Like BJ Penn is an example, right? Or honestly, I mean, listen, no, nothing against Phil Baroni, but there's a guy who's just like an unbelievable physical specimen, and he's always getting beat by these skinny guys because they're more tactical, they're more intelligent fighter than he is, right, in a sense. So there's countless examples of this idea that, you know, brute force does not win. Unfortunately, listen, Lao Tzu wrote, nothing is as soft and yielding as water, yet for dissolving the hard and, 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 and you know, and like rock, for example, nothing is as powerful, right? So there you go, man. There's this paradox right there. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, and, and, and like it's interesting, you're right. When, 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 you're, when you're in an argument or like when you're a physical fighter and you, and you, and you train and you, and you build yourself up, you're, you're actually creating a gigantic shield and you're kind of foregoing the fact that there has to be strategy involved. There has to be <laughs> some, some, some offense, not just that, that, like, that like one you know, finishing move or that like one tremendous hook that you have. Like what happens if the guy doesn't give you room to throw the hook? What, yeah. what, what, uh, what happens if like the guy happens to be your exact size or what happens if he's so small and fast that he just you know doesn't really care about how big your muscles are because he's already behind you and you can't even see him and you're not fast enough to turn around so yeah. you're like essentially creating a giant shield which may make it harder for the other guy to take you down but you are going to go down regardless of how big you know your muscles are or how big the shield is you know and yeah. uh, that's why I got interested in martial arts and I'm sure that that's another reason why you got interested 
You know, yeah. I, when, when I when I first got it, well, 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 Bruce Bruce Lee was my inspiration, but which which is probably everyone's <laughs> inspiration. Yeah, but that's right. Um, you know, you think that you're going to go in there kicking ass, and you quickly learn it has nothing to do with kicking ass. It has everything to do with, uh, you know. Ending the fight, just stopping the conflict, ending conflict. That is the goal, to put an end to the conflict as quickly as possible. Yeah, that's right. It's pretty amazing stuff. And, you know, I got to call attention to another thing that you said to me now since I got you on the air, man. I'm all about taking advantage of this 20 minutes I got here because after the last (laughs) show – um, I, I don't know if you remember what you said to me, but it's something that I really wanted to bring up because I think it's something our listeners might appreciate. You were like, um, Brian, you know, how do I start meditating? I want to give it a shot. Right. And I, I was like, and I caught my attention because I'm like, you know, I, I wanted to say this to you. I'm like, you know, I'm going to wait till I get Jeff on the air. Maybe I might be in six months, or I might be in six years, but when I get him <laughs> on the air, I'm going to blast him for this. And only because, buddy, again, by making you the sacrificial lamb, I think our <laughs> listeners can learn, can learn a lot from it. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. I don't, I don't, I don't mind being Jesus Christ for this segment. But, Go ahead. You know, my, the, the point that really struck me was I want to give it a shot. Like, in other words, like, I want to see if, if this meditation thing kind of fits me, if I can kind of make it work, you know? And, you know, what, like, Dr. Mahoney, he was getting at last week, and this is one thing that I got to say to everybody, is that, you know, meditation isn't really about self-improvement. This is the paradox again. Again, it sounds paradoxical. Wait, meditation, that's all I want is to improve myself. No, the whole idea of meditation is to transcend yourself. The whole idea of all these fucking movies Jeff and I are talking about isn't about becoming better. It's about transcending the self that it actually is an illusion. And that's the whole point, buddy, is that you know, you can't just give it a shot. It really has to be. And I did a part of this on one of these shows about the first commandment. I said, when you understand the first commandment in the Bible from a scientific perspective, it makes all the sense in the world. You can't give the first commandment a shot. You have to live by this. It has to be your religion. The same way that if you want to build a good body, you can't give this bodybuilding thing a shot, right? I want to give bodybuilding a shot. How many how many shots do you want to give it? I'll give it a few weeks and see what happens. Jeff and I would laugh and say, you idiot, go back into your, your, your cave because it has to be a religion, right, Jeff? And I'm telling you, if you really want to, you know, actually, and the, the truth is, is that meditation is about self-improvement but the point is though is by focusing on extinguishing the self you actually improve that illusory self that doesn't even exist anyway i know it sounds paradoxical but again when you start doing this you realize that reality the deeper levels are really all about paradoxes actually and so that's why i was saying to you jeff is that you can't just give it a shot buddy you have to make it a commitment um because it really is something like bodybuilding that has to be part of your lifestyle man and i think 10 20 minutes a day at minimum um, you'll start seeing benefits in as little as like three or four weeks because your brain, even if you think you're not doing it, like I was telling you before, even if you think you're failing, your brain is actually rewiring as you're sitting there because it's so torturous, the brain is actually forced to rewire. So it's unbelievable how beneficial it'll be for you. While while I was doing it, um, I uh, kept in mind something that, that was brought up on uh, the uh, last show. Um, and uh, basically it was, you know, uh, how uh, try to like count starting at one and see, you know, see, see if you can get to the next number without having anything enter your head. And, uh, I, I am still on one. Yeah, well, <laughs> and I've, and I've, and I've, and I've been on one for the past week. <laughs> Dr. Bob, Dr. Bob was there for three years. Yeah, right? wow. he, said, he was there for three years. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and again, now I think I, I think he won't, um, get upset. I, I can tell you one, one of, one of his secret stories he told me was that, you know, he got to the point, buddy, I think I told you this already, where he was able to experience his consciousness outside of his body, actually. That, that's how far along he got in his meditation. So this is pretty powerful stuff, man. This is a guy that used to fight us blindfolded. Two brown belts, he'd fight us blindfolded, and he was pretty effective. So, you know, 
these movies and the things they talk about, like, you know, The Matrix and Inception, you know, there's a large base of reality here that, that science is showing us that you really can achieve. I mean, the science behind meditation, man, is just nothing short of, uh, of magical. It really is, Jeff. And I, I hope you would continue. You know, my crowning glory for the show. Really, as I said to you, it isn't about me and Jeff. It's about you, the person listening to this, because we really are just figments of your imagination. We are characters in your head. We are just, you know, bits of data coming into your head. And it's your perception of what you're hearing now that is going to create whether you are inspired or step up. So really, it has nothing to do with this voice inside your head called Brian and called Jeff. It's actually about you and what you do with it. And so the fact that for me, that I got somebody like Jeff to actually try to meditate and maybe hopefully commit to it is um, is just, you know, Jeff, I'm so happy to hear that. I really am because it's something I've been bugging you about for a long time is, hey, have you meditated? Have you started meditating? You know, and so finally, I got you on the bandwagon. Yeah, you, 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 you definitely uh, were, uh, you know, Making sure that I was reminded that you know I should give it a sh- uh, give it a, uh, a commitment. <laughs> See, look, <laughs> I, my my uh, brain it has to you know has to start to rewire, I guess. But um, I I I uh, started listening to all these great guests that you were having on the show, um, and 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 it was just amazing that uh, you know they 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 were able to to convey to you the exact same concepts that you were trying to communicate with me, and there was there was so much going on there that you know you start to grasp it more and more and more and how it could be applicable. And um, you know, once once I heard the last show, I said I I, I really have to start doing this because, uh, <laughs> and 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 you know, I got to admit, it, you know, it it if it felt very strange at first, but uh, you know, after like a couple of days, you know, you kind of you kind of commit to it and you say okay, and uh, you know, even though I've been doing it, um, it's it's you know, I feel like it's something that I have to do now, and not because I'm obligated, but it's like you know, uh, in order for me to get out of bed, I have to take the first step. So in order for me to uh, Wake up in the morning. I have to meditate. <laughs> yes. Well, and you know, it's funny here again. In order for you to wake up, like you said, because the whole metaphor, like Bob was saying, right? Whether you want to call it living or dying, and Jeffrey did a whole show on dying and death and whole Eckhart Tolle, you know, the secret behind life is to die before you die and realize death and illusion. Just like you said right there, it, when you wake up in the morning from your sleep, the first step is to get out of bed and to wake up in a sense. You are, as we know, we're also in a sleep in this world of ours. This is an illusion. And the only way to wake up or to come to life, really, as Christ would say, let the, let the dead bury the dead, because that is the world of the dead. Jeff, the way to wake up is to start practicing dying. This is paradox again, right? The only way to wake up out of the matrix, buddy, is to quiet the mind, which is the matrix, and realize you are not your mind. I mean, this is a beautiful paradoxical stuff here, man. I think it's just, uh, I don't know. I think it's great. And I'm telling you, if you stick with it, you will want to meditate every day. You will find that it's so comforting. I mean, what's better than sitting and doing nothing? It's like, what's better than, than being able to sit in that hammock on, on, a, on a, sun, a sunny day and just do nothing, right? Well, that's what it is. You're sitting on the hammock watching the sun go down with a cold beer in your hand. That's kind of what meditation is. You've arrived. You know, counting, if that works for you, that's awesome. Uh, you know, for me, just so you know personally, I have my best experiences, my Satori, of course, which is when I was just called a flash of enlightenment. I had all of them when I did my walking meditations out in the woods because for some reason, again, and the science supports this, your body releases more serotonin, more calming, relaxing neurotransmitters when you're in nature. And there is a vibe. There's an energy, of course. Now we all know that earthing, walking on the earth barefoot can be really healthy, of course. There is an energy out there that syncs you up. There's like you're, you're a node and you're being plugged back into this, this matrix, if you want to call it. 
and I'm telling you, you're able to kind of become a bigger part of it by connecting with 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 more of the source. And so for me, Jeff, the best thing was to get out in the woods and just walk and focus on my footsteps. And my mind quieted very quickly, actually. Within a few months, I had my first experience of Satori. So that's definitely something people I would encourage. But when I sit, buddy, what really helps me is to, again, just to realize that, you know, I'm not breathing. This is God giving me mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, right? Because, again, you know, I'm just, a dead, I'm just a robot. I'm just a dead piece of meat here, and it's actually God. You know, God is what is. This is this reality here around me is the envelope of God that actually keeps me here. And, you know, when I romanticize the idea of, like, you know, this loving presence, whatever you want to call it, actually, um, you know, inspiring my lungs, right? Inspiration in spirit. That idea for me is very, it gets my mind really into the whole idea of focusing on my breath and um, it helps to keep me focused. So, you know, counting is great. That's what Dr. Bob uses. Um, You know, for me, it's focusing on my breath without awareness of the fact that it's actually, you know, God or whatever you want to call it, uh, inspiring, you know, my lungs. See, and that's, and that's the way that you said it, which, which, which helps me understand it better. And that, that is exactly what I was talking about when you, when, when you refer to God. So thank you for saying that again. So. Yeah, no problem. I think you, yeah, you, you, you probably said that to me off the air, but, uh, you know, I think that people definitely need to hear that and grasp that because, uh, that, that also helped and made it, you know, make it very easy for me to, you know, begin doing this. No, that's awesome, buddy. That's awesome. Hey, listen, we've obviously gone on longer than expected, so uh, <laughs> uh, we'll have to save the top five slogans for 2012 till next uh, year or next episode, of course. Uh, Jeff, anything you want to say in conclusion since we're wrapping it up here? Well, uh, thank you, Brian, for uh, creating this amazing forum that uh, you know. I think a lot of people obviously, um, you know, embrace quantum physics for the simple fact that people sometimes are, I guess, that they're intimidated to put out there what's uh, really in their heads because there there are a lot of intelligent people on not only our forums but you know people that we know who are in our family, who are friends, our our, our acquaintances, people that we work with who, you know, have these thoughts and they want to know more about it, but they really don't know where to go to actually listen to people who, you know, who are like intelligent and being able to speak on, uh, you know, things like this that may be a little too abstract or strange for most people. And you have a way of, of making these things very palatable. Um, they're very understandable. The guests that you have on are simply amazing. I'm never lost whenever I hear a guest. And so the only thing I want to say is thank you, Brian for making this show and you know allowing me to be a part of it that's great Jeff that's great and again if anyone wants to thank Jeff and I both for this show you can always go to Facebook the Quantum Physiques page and like us because we definitely want to get an audience going out there and have some dialogue you, uh, you guys by all means please contribute questions we're here to help you guys and uh, again we're going to make next year even better once again this has been Quantum Physiques here on RxMuscle.com stay tuned next week for another fabulous episode this is Brian Cunningham signing out Quantum Physiques with Brian Cunningham is dedicated to harnessing the power of the holy grail of health, fitness, lifestyle, and success. And you'll hear Quantum Physiques every Wednesday evening, only on Rx Muscle.